Hey, Barstool Rundown listeners. You can find us every Monday through Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Listen up. We've got some tea, and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team, and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it because, as you know, we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and Hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend, and all their customers were like, hey, we spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days, and then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on Abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. All right, Ben Bang, it's the rundown. It is Wednesday. It is March 1st. It's myself. It's large. It's spider. The rubbing is racing, boys. Listen up. We've got some tea, and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team, and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it because, as you know, we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and Hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend, and all their customers were like, hey, we spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days, and then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on Abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. Uh, Lars, how are you today? I'm good, man. How are you, Eddie? Nice to see you. Good to see you. Spider, oh, yeah. how are you? Rundown debut. Pumped to be here. Thanks so much for this uh, your first one. Yeah, well, as a host, I've made a couple appearances. You know, picking up the mic and walking in, and and, and so yeah, it's, it feels good to be here. Thank you so much to everyone who uh, got me to this position. Eddie, I got a question for you. Is, is my is my mic working? Yeah, right. I'm good. Yeah. All right. So if you had to yeah. guess, how many times do you think I've hosted the rundown? Spider, this is one for you, Eddie. How many have you done? 300 um i'm i'm pretty consistent on wednesdays now they're like last year they're like hey why don't we just have the chicago guys do it on wednesday so right well how about yourself this is four i believe really? it might be three I'm i think hot I on your one. tail large yeah <laughs> coming for that shit spider uh hey, yeah um so first topic here it's reported that jeff bezos is interested in buying the uh, seattle seahawks after it sounds like dan snyder just will not sell him the commander so uh, Spider, what do you got on this? You lead us off. So I was thinking, I was reading this article before. I was thinking, like, what if we all like we arranged a group of people to buy the team right now and then immediately flip it to Jeff Bezos? Now I'm sure Roger Goodell would probably have some issues with that. That's probably not allowed. But um, there's got to be a way to make money on this. And also, uh, Dan Snyder, he's pretty much being forced to sell the team, from what I understand. Is that correct? I haven't been following the the story too closely, but. 
So without, I believe so. Yeah, he's he's selling, but he hates Bezos, so he doesn't right. want to sell to it. Allegedly, that's what I meant, so. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It seems like Amazon is like I people. Someone brought up uh, Washington Washington Post, and that's his ties to Washington. But when I think of uh, Jeff Bezos, I think of Seattle. I think of him building the monopoly that is Amazon out in the Pacific Northwest. So I think it's a perfect fit. Um. And yeah, the Seahawks. I don't know. They lost Ross, Pete Carroll. They're beefing. So um, it seems like they need some sense of direction. And and Jeff Bezos, say what you want, but he knows how to run a damn business. So yeah, uh, he certainly does. Large, what do you got? I'm always a fan, I guess, of the rich getting richer to a degree. Like when Stevie Cohen had bought the Mets. I've mentioned this before. I used to trade with Stevie and I don't like him. Like, I don't think he's a good guy. He was never good to me. Always like a real fucking thief, but I thought it'd be very good for the organization. I kind of feel the same way about Bezos. Like I think, you know, if, if, if nothing else, the guy's a winner, right? So having him as the top of your organization for a guy like Snyder to not want to get that done for whatever reason, just seems kind of myopic and stupid. Um, I would, if I was a franchise guy, the first place that I would go would be a guy like Jeff Bezos because I think I can get the most money out of that son of a bitch too. I think it's cool that Spider's head, he wants to create some sort of arbitrage where we buy a fucking NFL team, we flip it out to Jeff Bezos. (laughs) He's playing chess with this one. But yeah, uh, yeah, cut and dry, it doesn't matter to me either way which team that he owns, but I'd be excited to sell any team that I own to him. How much of this do you think is Dan Snyder just being like, scared of the fact that if Jeff Bezos takes over the commanders and they become like a force overnight, like let's say next year, they're like a, a relevant threat in the playoffs. Um, and he's just going to get exposed as like a shit owner. Do you think that's more it? Or do you think it's more that he actually has lasting beef with uh, Bezos himself? No, I think it's lasting beef hundred percent, but large, like you said, these, these rich guys, they got so much money. Like money's not a, it's not a thing. The highest bidder. When you have beef like that, it's very personal and you will stop at nothing to even get the slightest edge over another rich guy, right? You worked around a lot of rich guys. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of guys pass me by too as far as in terms of being uh, wealthy. And I know that that can sometimes, you know, sting some people. But, you know, from a public relations standpoint, don't you think this guy should do something as noble as bury the hatchet with another multi-billionaire and, you know, do something which might be for the good of you know dc for once uh, but like i think for for that we're looking at legacy so i i liken it to dolan like you know a guy who owns uh the knicks and it's there's such a pettiness involved with that guy like at, at towards the end of these guys regimes whether it's forced or not i would think that maybe they'd want to sort of cement themselves to have some sort of legacy because even the opposite of spider's point that he outperforms when he gets the redskins is certainly maybe a concern, and you're saying the beef and all that stuff. What happens if he outperforms at the fucking Seahawks? You know what I mean? Like, it just seems like he's the, you know, then he becomes the the number one pick that you didn't go with. So, I don't know. It just seems like a double-edged sword, uh, and he's setting himself up for failure. Yeah, but most of these guys don't give a shit about the team, I feel, either. And it's just another notch in the belt. It's another thing like, oh, I own Amazon right. and the Seahawks. It, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, don't you see Be- Bezos as one of those guys? Like, I, I was just talking to somebody about Clark Hunt, right? So, Lamar Hunt, his dad had started the Chiefs, and, you know, Clark kind of gets up there and, and, and gets the trophy. And then, like, Lamar's father, so Clark's grandfather, 
Like people know the story. Like that guy was like a Texas wildcatter who bought his first oil rig with the proceeds from a poker game. Like I think once you, and I know that's a different story. That's like a family ownership and stuff like that. But I think now more than ever, owners have the opportunity to take some real, particularly teams that are doing well, some real responsibility and some real spotlight. And I can see a guy like Bezos showing up to a lot of games and being a little bit more um, uh, present than you would see from somebody in the Rooney family, you know, like some old school entrenched NFL money or the Maris. So um, yeah, I, I definitely think that he would be less of an adjunct owner and more of a hands-on type guy, not probably on the day to day, but certainly doing what Stevie Cohn is doing and opening up the checkbook. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see if it happens. Cause like it says, he's just interested. Mm-hmm. They didn't say they're for sale. I know last year, the, the Denver Broncos sold for 4.65 and then the Suns just sold for four bill and the Bucks sold for three and a half. And I know obviously NBA NFL, but mm-hmm. I don't know if that raises the price to the other one because th- those that's, that's wild price tag. So I'd be interested in what he pays if he actually could get a shot at buying the Seahawks. So we'll see. Um, next topic here, the Dallas Mavericks lost last night to the Pacers, 124 to 122. The Mavs are now one and four. With with uh, Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving, Lars, I take it I take it you're not totally locked in on the Dallas Mavericks right now, and uh, on the first of March. But do you have anything on this? Well, I've always, I mean, I'm I've been in line with everybody else just because being a Brooklyn guy, no one. And by the way, Spider, big Nets fan too, right? I mean, people know what's that. Okay. I mean, I grew up as a Knicks fan, but, you know, just as a guy from the outside looking in, I've always noticed how big of a cancer Kyrie Irving has, even though he's got, you know, uh, just about endless talent. So this is of no surprise to me. Um, You know, it's a shame that if he brings down another organization, and I know it's way too early, like five games into it, it takes a little bit more to like develop chemistry. But I think there's, you know, it's just a sign of things to come. I think wherever this guy goes, he's probably going to be a failure. And if he sees any kind of continued underperformance he's going to use it as an excuse to sort of back away from playing you know you know hit the bench or say another thing about the earth being flat spider i kind of want to retract what i said earlier about bezos just being a billionaire and a great owner based on that uh you know logic you look at a guy like mark cuban and i don't really agree with what has happened recently in the Dallas Mavericks organization, you had a guy, Jalen Brunson, a point guard who now balls out across the street from where I'm sitting here for the New York Knicks. And uh, you you trade for, for Kyrie Irving, as large said, someone as removed from basketball world as large even is aware of how problematic a player like Kyrie Irving is on your roster. So for him to think it was a good move to let Brunson walk and then also trade assets for Kyrie, who's had a, a history of being a problematic player. As of right now, it's easy for me, and I comfortably can say it doesn't look like a good move. Obviously, context being I'm a Nets fan, and they lost, I think, four games with Luka and Kyrie both on the floor together. So, yeah, it just seems like the same old Kyrie that Nets fans were familiar with, that same energy he brought to Dallas. So I don't like it. I don't like it. As a Nets fan, I kind of like where we're at, though kind of turning the page off with the diva stars and let's kind of build with some role players. We got Macau, we got uh, all the boys up. So I feel good about where the nets are at and finally some draft picks. So yeah, let's keep building. Oh, we're going to say something large. No, no. I was, I just remember because I was here when they announced uh, the Kyrie trade 
and you were jumping up and down about it, Spider. Like to, it's it's crazy how you go from having a generational talent uh, become an absolute you know albatross to any type of team. Well, and I just at, on the fact that is where his head's at. Luca Luca's like a, a generational talent. Like he's mm-hmm. the kind of guy I don't want to see be uh, you know interrupted or like altered in any way i want the raw luka Doncic experience and i feel like that's what we were getting now we got the Kyrie sideshow going on so i don't know i just don't want that to limit or take away from from luka yeah i mean Kyrie irving we're talking that last title run there the one that he had with the Cavs. uh like he was right around that area he was right around the top 10 player in the nba like the dude's an unbelievable talent i saw him i think a bigger story than this one and four thing I saw a quote today. I forget where I saw it, but he still expects to get a full max contract this offseason. So, like, if you're a team that's going to pay Kyrie Irving $250 million, it, you should, as a fan base, you should walk in and recreate the Rudy scene and just lay <laughs> your fan your fandom on the, on, the, on the table. Because I couldn't imagine my team paying this guy. Could you imagine that? I mean, you just went through it, Spider. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad he's off the books, but I don't I don't know what happened with Kyrie. You said he used to be like one of the undisputed best players, like plug and play, any team would be better. Maybe that was just because he was playing with LeBron. I don't know. I'm watching that final series and like LeBron and Kyrie, I was like, damn, these guys are unbelievable. Then something happened. So I think maybe if he can get back to like playing with LeBron, that would be something. I think that is kind of his end goal eventually. So I think he might take less to play there although i'm not going to sit here and pretend like i know like the salary situations or how much cap space that these teams have um but yeah it always seems like Kyrie's always focused on the next move not the team he currently plays for yeah we'll see man it's 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 crazy also i did have one more note on bezos but that was the last topic i know but i don't think people need more reasons to be mad at bezos I think if he does buy the Seahawks, they'll get a lot of hate from different fans, people that don't necessarily enjoy football, people that are mad that they didn't get their two-day item shipped, and they're going to be mad about, you know, Geno Smith throwing interceptions. So a lot of uh, things to consider here. Jeff Bezos wants to get in the NFL game. All right. Uh, Next topic here, an alligator was uh, found in the New York City sewer. So – I, I guess the, there's just gators hanging around the sewers. They brought it to the Bronx Zoo to kind of put it in a better habitat. Uh, Spider, what do you got on this? This shit sounds crazy. This sounds like something like, um, I don't know. I've seen the, the, like a lot of stuff where there's people have exotic pets and then they release them into the wild and somehow they survive or they breed and they like the population grows. Never, ever would I consider like someone having an alligator in New York. So, like, I don't know. That's hard for me to imagine. Uh, that's got to be what it came from, right? This isn't a fucking wild alligator. No. I, no it, so, it, it said it was chilly, and it looked like it was, you know, not adapting well to this habitat, obviously, to, to the climate. Uh, it was five foot long, and they found it in Prospect Park Lake. So, I don't know if you guys know anything about that, Lars, but... Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, right in the heart of Brooklyn. So Central Park is the big one in New York City. Prospect Park's the big one in Brooklyn, where I'm from. Eddie, it's just another sign of the apocalypse, right? It just seems like we're popping up with, you know, people fucking walking around like zombies. I I know maybe we'll talk about Lightfoot in a little while and how you think Chicago's doing. 
I could, as a guy who used to take the subway into Manhattan every day when I was in high school from, what was that, 85 through 89, and it was an absolute piece of shit. Subway's run down, Dinkins was mayor, the whole fucking deal. It's just as bad now. Like, there are people selling, you know, like, obviously the weed culture is what it is, and smelling weed, I'm a big drinker, and also I enjoy some 3 chi every now and again. There was like a table out there selling Coke the other day. It's like one of those things where this fucking city is going right to the uh, right to the uh, bottom of the abyss. So the fact that uh, there's alligators in uh, Prospect Park is just yet another sign of the apocalypse. Like, where do you feel Chicago is right now, Ed, as as opposed to where it was at? And I'll ask you this, too, Spider, because Connecticut kid who's been in the city for a long time. Where do you see our two respective cities? since since you've been there as far as the peak and the valley uh i mean the 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 peak or the, the worst part was obviously like during covid for sure but i think um it's honestly been pretty consistent recovery since then like slowly more places coming back slowly more people off the street but i don't know is that what you're getting at i don't no, know I, I, I don't know i just find that everything's worse so, like, the fact that there are fucking alligators floating around, and obviously this is a one-off, and to your point, there's probably some weirdo who kept this thing as a pet. Um, yeah, it just nothing surprises me anymore whenever I read articles about, you know, big cities like New York and Chicago. It, it's hard for me, Lars, because I really do try to separate things that I read and other people's opinions mm -hmm. versus my opinion. I try to, like, actually, like, think and go – and go throughout my days and like realize like was this different is it really that much worse is it better in some ways but like i think you're so we're so poisoned by what we read too that it's impossible to be objective about it anymore yeah i i definitely agree with you in some respect that you can't get a straight answer from any kind of news thing but you know the the other story that should have happened not that they found this alligator would be uh infant child playing near the lake in uh, Prospect Park. Because it happened down at Disney. Yeah. That was one of those yeah, things that got swept. Remember that happened in the lagoon? I don't even think that got swept large. That was a big deal. That was on Good Morning America, Today Show. Like, that was, that's, that's fucking tragic, that story. Right. The kid got pulled into the lagoon, and then yeah. they didn't find him right away. And so that's the type of story that I would almost expect. That's a headline that would get me, for lack of a better term, a little bit more excited. This one is just like, ah, there's some sort of, you know, freaky guy. I ate alligator. Where the fuck was I? Oh, we're down in Florida, spider. So I was down in Florida for, you know, so I know that there's farm-raised gator everywhere. I, I ate a bunch of it while we were down there for the Daytona 500. So, um, yeah, it's just a, it's just another uh, story to throw in a pile. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think because there was always like, I think it was like a myth. It was like an urban legend. That yeah, they were in the toilets. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's what Billy Football wrote the blog, and that was his angle. Uh, I know there's actually a great story. There was uh, a guy had a lion, or, or a tiger, excuse me, that lived in Harlem. Uh, it was yes. called the King of Harlem. And he had an alligator in there, too. If yeah. you want to look it up, I'm a guy who's like fascinated by certain Wikipedia pages. Look up Ming of Harlem. Ming, Ming of Harlem. Harlem. Yes. <laughs> All really? right. As soon as we're off here, I'm going for that. Look it up. There's an awesome picture of a New York police officer hanging down, like he's he's going down. I know it. Yeah, the, out the window. Yes, dude. And you see this fucking tiger, and it just as long as we live, there's gonna be weirdos who want these exotic animals in places where they shouldn't be. So.
Do you and when you mention this, we're going down a, a bad road, Eddie, because you know I could go toe to toe with this. If you're looking yeah. that up, look up Ming the Clam. Did you ever hear of this fucking thing? It's <laughs> 507 years old. I just did something that you know we get all around the place, and like the the term, it's a dog. I haven't seen you in a dog's age. Like originally yeah. it was, I haven't seen you in a coon's age, meaning raccoon, but they had to change it obviously for reasons. So we became a dog's age and I got angry because dogs, raccoons, they don't live that long. And I brought up Ming the clam. I think it was like a 507 year old clam before some scientists wound up fucking. So Ming the, uh, Ming the tiger and Ming the clam, uh, you know, just a little bit of, <laughs> I don't we'll know. Check it out. Sir. We're just rabbit <laughs> hole facts. Yeah. Why don't we? <laughs> rabbit hole boys. Yeah. Um, Last topic here, uh, TikTok. Uh, this report says from the New York Post that they will uh, implement a one-hour screen time limit for people under 18, large you have kids, so you, it's only natural you leave this off. Yeah, so we um, we do – Annie stays on top of this. My wife stays on top of this with our kids. So when they were very young, we used to get uh, reports every day of what they would search for on uh, browsers. And, you know, I had to have a you know a couple of conversations with my sons in particular – telling them that um, their dead grandparents and Santa saw everything that they ever typed into a computer, right? You have to get on that right away. <laughs> so yeah. in the same way, it's unbelievable how we moved the goalposts with our, um, with what we would do with their restrictions for uh, screen time. Like we're still a family. As soon as we sit down to dinner, Eddie, when we, we try to sit, my oldest son is away at college. So when the core four sit down to dinner now, right away, the phones go in the middle. Right. Like that's that's something that we don't ever want anyone looking at a fucking phone while we're sitting down to dinner. But we also, you know, are fully aware that for from a social perspective, I probably can't limit my daughter to only an hour of TikTok a day. Like I'm willing to admit that. And I don't care what the Chinese are getting off of her. She's got no secrets or anything like that. But this seems like it's a little bit because if she's making videos like with her friends, Honestly, it'll it's and we don't use it as a babysitter necessarily. It's almost a play date when they come over. They'll be on there for three or four hours just making videos and being on TikTok like three or four hours. So if they're going to try and limit this to a, and and if I try to make a fucking video with the green screen thing that Jack Mac does, and I know I'm old and stupid, but it takes me an hour just to be like, hey, this is Ming the Clam. It lived 507 years, and here's Ming the Tiger. It's Eddie's best friend. Like it just doesn't, you know. It seems like it's a little bit too strict. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Spider? Yeah, I agree. I I think um, I'm not really well versed in TikTok. That's one app I kind of don't really uh, stay stay in tuned in. But it seems like everything I hear about it is problematic. Like people trying to ban the app now. They're trying to limit how much time you can spend on it. But I do agree with large. Like from my experience, when every time I've helped uh, helped someone else make a TikTok or been in someone else's, it's not like the the four second video you watch on TikTok. It's like a whole fucking production. So like it could take easily an hour to record just one. Um, however, I think it's on the parents. I don't think there should be any restriction uh, 
on on the app itself or by like government like leave that to the parents to to police your kids if if the, you think that they should be on there do it obviously large has good principles i like the the no phones on the dinner table policy i wish more parents would do that but um i i think it's it's on the parents i gotta be honest with you now, now the more that i think about it like and this seems hypocritical or maybe even sexist since my daughter does the shit where she does the special dances and all that kind of stuff again she's a 12 year old girl you know, whereas I think the boys, you know, being older, I have a 15 and an 18 year old. I don't know if I want them, if it's healthy for them to be on just on pure browsing, just looking at, you know, virtual yes. colonoscopies for, you know, which you kind of look now to see like, you know, the shading of an asshole outside of a thong. Like, I don't know if they need more than an hour. I mean, I do. I can use an hour and a half for that a night. But I, so, you know, perhaps that's it. My whole fucking timeline is. French bulldogs cooking videos and girls with big tits. So I'm wondering my, my mm. kids don't own dogs and they don't cook. So I'm wondering if they're an hour and a half, just absolute tits. Um, and I don't think that's overly healthy either. So I might have to rethink this Eddie, um, you know, for, different for kid to kid. And I think that's what spiders say. Like yeah. I'm parenting it, you know, um, but here's, here's what I think large. So listen, everybody brings up great points so far. It's odd. It's actually odd timing. Because last week we did a law for President's Day, we did a laws we'd make draft. And this was a law I'd make. I'd make a social media time limit altogether. I said like two hours, so a little bit more okay. because two hours is is good. But I think there's a difference between mindless scrolling and creating something like your daughter and her friends like to do. You know, like maybe there's an app where like you could do all that. But like, hey, if you're if you're past your browser or post time, you got to post it tomorrow or something. I don't know. There's there could be a happy medium because, I mean, dude, just scrolling garbage. It's I don't know. But do you ever get caught? I mean, sometimes I'll I'll I can't sleep and I'll get up and I'll put on TikTok. And the next thing I know, I went from one o'clock to four o'clock in the morning. So listen to this. Actually, actually, I so last 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 summer or something, I had a conversation with Erica and she's like, what do you how are you on TikTok? I was like, Eric, I don't have TikTok. She's like, what? How do you not have TikTok? And you work at Barstool. I was like, I'll be honest. I don't trust myself. I know how I am. I'll be scrolling that shit. I'm going to lose productivity and like other shit. And like, I feel like that's more useful for my time than scrolling TikTok and just knowing how I am. I'm going to fall into that hole. And she's like, you know what? I actually accept that answer. It was, it was really, crazy. I do yeah. respect that. Yeah. yeah. It's it good that you know crazy. It's good yeah. you don't have TikTok because a lot of the stuff I do, <clears throat> I do uh, impersonating you. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I don't know why the fuck we talk about the Mavericks to start. To be quite honest with you, like I do, like, hey everybody, I want to. I got this new grilled cheese. Carl, Carl, hand me the uh, the mayonnaise. Like I just do you the whole fucking time. So it's better that you're not on that. I guess I appreciate. However, I have since downloaded TikTok. Uh huh. Now it's a little peek behind the curtain. That's like everything with Barstool. Now it's making those green screen videos. Like you said, large. Yep. And, uh, but I've done a great job of only using it to create my shit and then I'll post it and then I'll log off. I don't scroll at all, which um, like, I would. I'm, I'm happy about. Let's talk about big cities, Eddie, because I know we went past the thing where I was trying to get you guys to shit on your respective cities. We, yeah. I want to get out there and spend some time with you in Chicago. You know that. And we've been right. talking about it for the past three years now. This is the longest drought I've been without being, you know, because I went to school right by there. I've taken my kids there. Every one of my kids went there for their 10th birthday, except this past one. My other two boys, I took to Chicago for their 10th birthday. I don't know why. It's just, it's, it's a good place for me. I haven't been out there in a long time, 
big news last night with the Lori Lightfoot thing. Do you yeah. think all of a sudden I'm going to start going out to Chicago just to kind of celebrate what was going on? You see, like it's going to because now Spider and I are there in July for the NASCAR race, the road race, which I'm I'm getting your ass there, right? Yeah, we get yeah. Chief, we get Carl the whole deal. Do you think that things are going to improve? Like I need that shit to be tight by the time we get out there. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, here's the thing. Um, I think the demise of like Chicago is greatly exaggerated. Like, don't get me wrong. It's different. And like New York and like other big cities, like COVID did hit it. Mm -hmm. And uh, not just in ways like with businesses, but with just like, just like kind of the, the feel of like neighborhoods that used to just used to be different, I guess, mm -hmm. you know, just the vibe and whatnot. Um, it's, uh, and listen, Lori Lightfoot, she like much like, you know, you would say, so other political figures she was she was polarizing and divisive you know what i mean mm -hmm. like she like made people mad constantly and there was always a problem there was always people pissed off so yeah that's that that that's any time people could unify like that's good right um however with this runoff i think people need to do a lot of their research because you know it, it's 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 two very different uh candidates I'll just put it that way without getting too political on Barstool. Mm -hmm. But uh, break it down for us, Ed. What do you say? I so actually, I've had both of them on. Uh, if I yeah, I know you. Just, you just had Lori, right? I had Lori on, but I had two people in the runoff as well. I've had them on my podcast too. So uh, whoever wins, I could say I've, I've had the mayor on. You know, whatever. Um, so go listen to the episode I did with Brandon Johnson. Go listen to the one I did with Paul Vallis. I'll probably have them on again before the April 4th runoff, but um, I, I can't give you that for sure because if it goes a certain way, it might be, it might be a very similar trajectory or I don't know how to put it best, but people definitely need to go do the research and go vote. That's all I'll say. Is there a third option potentially? I know barstool personalities that interview political uh, potential <laughs> candidates don't really have a history of of going on to win. Um, no, it's only it's a two horse race now because what they do is right. in the runoff it can only come down to two people. So, so there you go. I guess you'll break the trend with a guaranteed interview with the winner, the next Chicago mayor. How yeah. do you think? How do you think Sorry. Chicago is going to be set up then for this whole thing in July? Because I know that was, a, I, I believe that was a big initiative for her and she was kind of what made it happen. And a lot of people were unhappy about it. I'm excited about it. You guys are NASCAR guys. I think oh, it's yeah. going to be cool. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, but um, we'll see, man. It was, it's, it's a good thing that she's out though. It's, I just want to be clear. A lot of people were coming at me like, Oh, what the fuck this? I'm like, Hey, I'm talking to everybody. You know, you can't cry about certain people not getting right. interviewed if you don't talk. I talked to everyone. So. That's all there's so to. after speaking with both the candidates that are going to the runoff, do you, uh, without saying obviously, do you have your uh your mind made up one way or the other on who you feel confident voting in? I know you said there's other there, you need to do some more research, but I do, I do, I do. All right, well there you go. Yes, um, but yeah, I don't know what is, uh, this is the hot seat for the. Uh... It is a hot seat. One, I turned one more it into question. One. Go, um, Eddie. If <laughs> let's say you were elected Chicago mayor, what's the first thing you're doing? Where do you start? The first thing I'm doing is that we have this 
sick lighthouse that has been defunct. And actually, their article was written about this a couple of days ago. And this is kind of a it's a bullshit answer because there's actually real shit that needs to be done. We got this sick lighthouse that's been like defunct forever. And I've always said I'd love to have a party there. So I'd rehabilitate that. We'd have when you guys come out, we would have a nice party on the lighthouse pier. So. And then we'll uh, work on the murder rates and stuff like that. After yes, exactly. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get yeah, to we'll that. blow it out at the fucking lighthouse. I like it, my man. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, but yeah, anything else, fellas? Uh, we got. Uh, we're we're doing Robin is racing, so we're we're both feet into uh, NASCAR, doing thirty eight episodes of that thing. So it's uh, we're leaving Fontana, going into Vegas this weekend. Uh, Spider and I drop our episode tomorrow. And then uh, Rough and Rowdy. I think I'm reffing two fights this week. Spider and I are heading down to West Virginia tomorrow also. So yep. Rough and Rowdy 20. And we, we're actually in a, a Rough and Rowdy meeting. So this is Rough and Rowdy 20. The next one is Rough and Rowdy 21. I think we're going to call it Rough and Rowdy 21, barely legal. Whoa. Damn. That's fucking not <laughs> That's bad, catchy. right? Freshly yeah. shaved and barely legal. So, and it's going to be a good one. It's a pretty good card. No, no Barstool people are fighting, but a bunch of return champions and uh, the Able brothers and a bunch of stuff like that. So it's it's a good large, one. large. Which fight are you most looking forward to on that card? There's a dude. Uh, God, I think the Appalachian assassin is fighting the American redneck. Two big boys, and they're going to be throwing hands. So, I mean, a lot of people are. I love the fact that the Abel brothers consistently fight against very tough competition. One of them is fighting up against this guy, Diamond Hands, the old uh, hockey player. And that's going to turn into a fucking hate crime. So uh, it's one of those things where you got to, where you got to tune in. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. A lot to look forward to upcoming. We got rough and rowdy this Friday by RNR.com. Also large and I rubbing is racing with Kyle Bush coming soon. He just won. At Auto Club, I gave you the 10 to 1, the plus 375 on Barstool Sportsbook. We'll be back this weekend, or this uh, tomorrow rather, with Kyle Bush and more winners. Keep it locked. And bye, Rough and Rowdy as well. We got a great weekend. Yeah. I love it, guys. The, the NASCAR cover has been great. I, I had the privilege of going to two races with you guys last year, Daytona and the Miami one. And uh, I, I returned. I watched the whole Daytona 500 this year. Hell yeah. And, uh, I had some, I had some, I had some money on it. I took your guys' exclusives. It's, it's a good time. So if you're not on the NASCAR train, like it's not too late, hop on. It's a good time. Yeah. We'll see you for the street race in Chicago, Ed. Yep. We're smoking yeah. some cigars, Ed. Fucking throwing oh, them yeah. back, right? Pop <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, yeah. That's fucking yeah. Hell. And then I got, if we're in the, if we're in the business of plugs here, I got a guy named the Skunk Master coming on Dog Walk tomorrow. Go check. Let's that out. go. <laughs> yeah. Is Always he an exterminator? No, he just he, he just handles skunks. If your uh, dog gets sprayed, I can't wait to listen. <laughs> really? That's his whole <laughs> yeah. business model. It's his whole business. He's called the Skunk Master. He just helps dogs that get sprayed, or if people if a skunk sprays in someone's house, that's all he does. Incredible! <laughs> that's awesome. All he does. <laughs> Crazy. All right, Eddie. It's a pleasure, man. Thanks for having us on. Thanks for having right, me, Eddie. Spider Large. Uh, thanks for hopping in. Thanks everybody for watching the rundown. There will be another episode tomorrow. Tune into that. See you guys next time.